0: Is good to me. Amen. He is good to me. Thank you for being here today. My word, Revelations chapter three. We're going to be using a scripture there and see what God has for us. God's good, ain't he? You know, we've said here at the church for some time that uh, situations don't change God. God changes situations. I've been thinking here lately about all the missionaries that go and take a chance to go into a foreign country to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ and all the things that they go through and have to get all the shots that they go through still not knowing whether or not it's going to work or not. And I just have i tell you what, my heart's went out for them, and I kind of feel a little bit they're going through and, and uh, how that they uh, take a chance in doing that. And uh, I want you to look at a verse of Scripture that brings us to a time such as this, and it's in Revelation chapter 3, and it's in verse 20. And it starts out with the word. It said, Behold. It said, Behold, I stand at the door. And knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and be in and he with me. To him that overcometh. You see that? Will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Oh, there's a whole lot in this and knowing what it was talking about because, and the reason that I say that is because the church that, it was a church house, it was a church of Laodiceus. They had got away and he was beckoning them to come back and be a lot more serious about the things of God that they had been before. It would be a, it would be a voice of a bridegroom calling people to a banquet that we're going to sit down with the, with the Lamb of God one day. But anyway, he was standing at a church door because the church seemed like their, their zeal had gone dim. Maybe they had taken for granted. Maybe they had entered to his gates. If we've been saying around it this morning without praise and thanksgiving maybe they had entered to his gates maybe just so they could be seen maybe they was entering to his gates just to be religious and the spirit of the Lord really didn't have anything to do with it it was not a time that 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 they was dining with the Lord it was not a time that they come to the Lord if you can just use the man some kind of way to say something to encourage me along the way that I can trust you more and I can believe in you more. And then, Lord, for the thing that you've always done for you, that I would enter to his gates being mindful, Lord, that every day that I've ever had and every time that I've got on a road and every time that I've ever been around something. Boy, this week was just so precious. Brother Al Hughes, he was in a grain bin. And I don't understand how those augers work, Brother Johnny. What is that that goes round and around? Sweep auger. Sweep auger. And in some and all of that, they was cleaning it out and, and it was going around and they was trying to get it done. And in the midst of all of that, he, his breeches leg or he fell or something. It, how did it happen? It caught him. Caught his pants leg. Already had ripped it off of his breeches. It was pulling him down. And as he was going down, he said, Brother Eddie, it was headed straight to my knee. You ought to see the gash. Was, it was headed straight to my knee. And going down, I just barely reached, reached a switch to cut it off. It was coming that way. I, I don't know, but I, I feel like sometimes that's kind of where we are. It's kind of like a tug. It's kind of like a pull that's pulling us. And if we don't realize, and Jesus said, if I be high and lifted up, then I'll draw all men to me. I'll cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. And he's trying to tell us, look here, there ain't no place that you can go. There's nowhere that you can hide. And in Romans in chapter 10, it said, what shall separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? I don't know about you, but I'd say probably at least every little girl here, if a storm came, if it got really bad, I mean really bad, or some come to attack you, the first place that you'd want to be is you'd want to be right next to your father. You'd feel real protected if you was a little girl. If you could just get right next to your father, you'd know that he was maybe a person that could come protect you. That's where you would gather up. I come to tell you in times like these, Jesus says, I'm standing at the door knocking. And if you just allow me to come in, if you allow me to wrap my arms around you, if you allow me to give you the news that, lo, I'm with you always, and I'm gonna be with you to the end, I will never, ever forsake you. I won't leave you alone. I'm gonna be your present help in your time of trouble. As we're preaching this today, and we, we see how how maybe, you know, the church had gotten shut up to the things of God, really. They'd, they'd gotten shut up to, not, not like locked doors today, but they had done, done shut down. And, and, and you know what? Today ain't the first day that maybe we've locked our church doors. But sometimes we just lock God plumb out. Maybe it ain't no difference. God said, well, you know what? Today ain't much difference than any other day. You know, you've had the door locked on me a long time. I, I begged again, get in. He was at this church. He was just, he was wanting to come in. He was saying, man, I can bring refuge for your soul. I can bring peace to your mind. It scares me more than anything. If even the church, the bride of Christ gets away, if this is really important, if going to church is, is essential, when the Bible said, don't forsake the assembling." Whatever you do, don't forsake it. I mean, it would be like running away from some, the only thing that could stand guard for you. Wow, perilous times come, he said. But behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I tell you what, I've, I've heard a voice from God through the whole thing, man. I tell you what, I, I, I've just been okay. I l- just listen. I tell you what, just listen to a little less news. And read a little less word. And then you got to decide who you're going to believe. Are you going to believe the report of the Lord? Are you going to know that he's a God that we preached the other night in 2 Chronicles 7, 14? It said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. He said, I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal the land. That's if the Bible means anything. Oh, we read on down and said, if you forsake those things, if you go the other direction, if if you try to find hope, and I tried to tell you the other day that the government ain't got no hope for you. You, If you want to go home, we get you about three minutes of TV. They they don't have no hope. They don't have no shelter. The Bible said, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And I'm reminding people that I believe that there's a lost world out there. And today as I was having services. It's a twofold thing. I need to remind you, it's believers. Man, you think it ain't been some believers? The Bible said, "He that thinks he stand, take heed lest he fall." The Bible said, hide my word in your heart that you may not sin against God. When you done done opened your mind up and you done opened yourself up to bad news and all the bad it's going to get, let me tell you something. If God could reveal you how bad it really is going to be. And the things that you was going to go to, I've often said as a little baby, when you popped out of your mama... (laughs) If you could understand it and you had a screen about everything, Brian, that was going to happen to you in life, you said, I want to go back in. I don't want to face all this. I don't want to go through all this. I don't want to have no children. I, I don't want to be stressed out about where they're at and I hope they're doing okay. Hope they're going to make it. Hope they're going to be able to get a good job. Hope they're going to provide. What if I die? What's going to happen to my children? Jesus and I stand. He said, if i not, he said, I'm going to give you an opportunity. He said, if you'll let me in, he said, I'll come in and dine with you. Man, I'll sit down and I'll dine with you and I'll sup with you and you with me and, and, and they, to them that overcome, to them that will be able to do that. He said, look here. He said, I, I, will, I, will, I will be their people and they'll be my people. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne even also if I have overcame and I'm set down with my Father in his throne, the one that's sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding. Today, he, when the Bible said, when we're making groanings that can't even be spoken, when we just murmur, oh Lord, well, what they really saying is they wondered. They, they worried. They worried about this thing. And right from the throne room of God, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding for you, Randy. You, man, you didn't say, oh my. Man, you come up to and say, oh my, man, look at, he just interprets that and he just sends everything. Man, I seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things be added to you. So I, I did, I come today, I, I read early about Joshua 24, 14. Listen to this. It says, now therefore, he said, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil to you unto to, to serve the Lord, choose you to stay whom you're going to serve. Whether the gods your father served were on the other side of the flood or God the Amorites was in the land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then if you look at Joshua, maybe 16 and 17, you'll see why wouldn't you serve the one that's brought you out of that land, that dry land? Why wouldn't you stay with that, that person that's always been your shelter, that's always been your help in time of trouble? Why wouldn't you cling to what is good? I got to thinking about also today, I got to think as we turn over the book of John chapter 10, being we on the door, I want, to, I want to talk about the door just a little bit as we not here for long, but I, I want to talk about in John chapter 10 where, where it talks about uh, Jesus talking about, I'm, I am the door. I got to thinking about Christian people that are alarmed. Church-going people, that they're, they're alarmed. May have a right to be alarmed. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to make any decision, but they're alarmed. But how would you feel today if you was a lost person? How would you feel today, in the middle of all the news that you're you're seeing? How would you feel if you was a lost person? I got to thinking about it as I was coming to preach today. I got to thinking about that person that's been right on the verge of giving their life to Jesus. I got, I, I got, I got real concern about a person today, at least one, if not many today, that's right on the verge and your heart is soft because you're saying, what else? Let me tell you something, you live in a what else situation every day of your life. Every day of your life, you just don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know what's going to take place. Donald didn't know when he left his house. And there that wreck is not even a half a mile from his house. All of a sudden, a truck's coming plumb over in his side. And if he hadn't went to that side, it would have hit him in his driver's side. If anybody had been in the passenger side, they would have been out in eternity somewhere. Man, I'm saying we ought to be concerned. We ought to be concerned every day. I mean, here it is, it's been cool yesterday, and it was 70-something degrees the other day. Thousands upon thousands every year. Die of the flu. Die. Man, how you can just catch something, and then you're going to be gone somewhere out in eternity. I come to tell you, but if you know Jesus, my word, you don't have to worry about things like this. You just think about it in, in Chronicles. it said, But if you'll just humble yourself, and you'll just pray, And if you'll just seek my face, I'll forgive your sins and I'll heal your land. Oh, I think about Daniel before I go to John chapter 10. I think about Daniel and when the the king, Nebuchadnezzar, had come and put out a decree, a decree. I don't know that before long, I, I don't know because they don't have no hope. They don't have no vaccine. It's probably a lot of strands of flu. They don't have no vaccine for. I, I told the folks the other day. I I was telling me yesterday, and he 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 was saying, brother Eddie, I, I think I've had it. <laughs> he, he said, Lindsay, when you went to the doctor, you was having all that chest pains. They they didn't find nothing wrong with you. How you know you didn't have it? Man, I don't went to convenient care. Man, I can't even, hardly... I I I might. Mean, I, I mean, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Y'all want to leave now, for sure, don't you? <laughs> Man, I go in there, they stick that thing up my nose. That thing hurts, too. I don't like that thing. Man, it makes tears come to your eyes. Like, how come you got to do it so deep? You know, let let me have it. Man, that thing hurts. I mean, she told me, I mean, I'm just so weak. I just can't hardly go. I mean, I can't breathe hardly. I mean, man, I just think something's wrong. You know what she told me? She said, well, you don't have the flu. Go home. Whatever you got, it's going to pass. We don't know if we've all done had the thing already and already passed. We don't know how many things that we done come through that was deadly things. If it had not been Psalms 124, if the Lord wasn't on our side, what in the world would have happened? Man, I'm feeling so bad. I don't even like the old Dr. Perry. I left the doctor went to the emergency room. My word, they did all that AKG. I'm, I'm preaching sometimes second, third or some of y'all, but some ain't heard that. I, I went. I, I mean, I'm telling the doctor, look, doctor, I don't care if I die. Just don't let me have no stroke. Don't let me get what I can't do for myself. What's wrong? Nothing. Go to my primary care doctor. Get a cardiologist. By then, I'm doing better. Run all the tests. Ain't nothing wrong. Brother, when you can't breathe, when you can't drive to here to Memphis, you got to lift the seat back and take your nap before you're going and take a visit. When you, don't, when, when you don't even really like to sleep to start with, something's wrong. Let me tell you something. You don't know all that's going on. So anyway, I, I don't know, but all in this situation that it won't be It'll be like in the book of Daniel, chapter six, where it talks about they, they sent out a decree. Well, nobody going to pray no more. We're nobody going to pray to the God no more. But you know what Daniel did? He he went right on and and he paid a price. Remember, he was the one that they throwed into the lion's den and the king was worried about him. Sometimes in life, we make some stands that throws us into the lion's den. There are some people that have come today that's made a stand today. You did. I didn't handcuff you. I didn't put no gun to you. I, my brother was here earlier. We was cleaning up and getting ready and doing some things, you know. And, and, and I said, well, darling, it's probably gonna be four or five, but whatever it is, I'm just gonna be here. He said, it's probably not many gonna come. I said, no, it's probably just four or five. But you know all God's wanting anyway. You know all God's gotta have anyway. He said, well, two or three gather in my name. Just two or three would just get together. He said, I'd be in the midst. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. How do we know that last Wednesday night just, just through our diligence, he said, I am a rewarder of those that diligently that go against the grain. I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to preach anything into you. I'm just trying to say there is some people that's paid some price that paid off and slid on the belly and fought in wars and all that and children of mamas has done got killed so we could have this freedom. Look here, this is not the only time that people have been in pressure in our lifetime. Amen. It's not. But as I said, Wednesday night, we just never thought it was going to cost us. We was kind of like Amos chapter 6, Sister Jamie. We was at ease in Zion. We'll just go on over to church. We'll just get us a good comfortable seat. And we'll just lean, lay back. And we'll just say, we're just going to eat, drink, and be merry. And everything's going to be fine. You think maybe God is coming. He said, I'm coming back for a remnant. Lost person, I, I was thinking about you today. I was thinking about how close you are and how in the world you're going to walk out here today without making Christ your Savior and your Lord. How are you going to do that? How you must be feeling today that knowing it could all be over and you can't get no hope and you can't get no peace? I'm going to tell you something, Christian folks. For you to wake up in the morning this morning, <laughs> seen some Texas come across my phone and, Diane was having a conversation with Kelly this morning. And, and, and Kelly's concerned about Mamaw. And I don't know exactly how it went, but said I, I guess she was with Miss Cheatham. And she said, Mamaw says she's ready to go to heaven anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a young old mom, Mamaw says she's ready to go to heaven anyway. And don't you think nothing about her, 90 years old. She called me the other day. She's in a four-wheel drive truck, and she was asking me, Bill, if I've got it in 4-H, can I cross this ditch? I said, yeah, Anthony was with me. I said, yeah, you can cross it if you've got it in 4-H. She said, well, do I pour it to it? Or I just ease across it. I said, if you've got it in 4-H, I believe you can just ease across it. Phone rang again. It was Mamma, 90 years old. Said, I made it across the ditch, trailer load of stuff, going to, going to dump the brush. That woman ain't worried about it. Look here, if today you're talking about the old folks, don't worry about the old folks, worry about the young folks. <laughs> Man, Mamma, that old account accountant got settled. Look at she telling somebody back there now. Yeah. She said, I want to have church. I want to just keep on doing Daniel. They said, Daniel, you can't do that no more. And the Bible says, you know what Daniel did? He just kept right on doing what he'd been doing. Yeah. Oh, I was telling Brother Jimmy this morning as I walked in McDonald's, get a cup of coffee, a man come in. Jimmy's never open, been open on Sunday before anyway, and he closes early on Saturday anyway. And, and a man come in, don't go to church nowhere. He said, I don't know what to think about Jimmy. He said, Jimmy could be open today and he could be making a whole lot of money. Ain't no restaurants open. We can't even sit down and eat it here. And Lord, I'm just saying about all that money that he's missing. I said, are you wondering what he's doing? He's getting ready to go to church. That's what he's doing. He, he's not doing no different. He's not doing the gain. He's not doing because he'll lose. Look at, he had his trust and he had his mind set on God. And I just love looking. And Daniel did not, did not change doing what he said he was doing. I said, Wednesday night, I don't want the time to come for somebody to look at you when you're telling them about Jesus. So, you know what I remember? I remember in 2020. I remember y'all. So y'all didn't even stay open. So let me tell you something. Y'all closed before McDonald's closed. Y'all closed before the gas station closed. Y'all was the first one to close when the lost people was in distress and the lost people was panicking inside. They didn't have your Jesus. They didn't have your faith. They didn't know about your heaven. And they knocked on your door and they wanted in your door, but your door was locked. A whole lot to think about, ain't it? whole lot to ponder in your mind. I got to talk about them three men too yeah. in the book of Daniel, chapter 3. Remember they made a decree that everybody was going to bow down to what the king said. Does that remind you of anything? Does that remind you of anything? Oh, I told them Wednesday night. I told them who I voted for. I said, look here, when it comes to the president, I, I'm proud of my president. But there's certain things that you can't let the president dictate to you. Amen. Maybe he do not understand some things. Maybe in this time right here we're going to teach him something. Maybe, maybe he, maybe the Lord is coming back. He, that remnant he's coming back for. Maybe, maybe somebody, somebody's got to be open in Brownsville, Tennessee. Somebody has got to make a stand for God. Somebody got to give an invitation. Somebody got to preach the gospel. I love when the king come to him and said, when when I blow this trumpet, if y'all get down, if y'all just get down, I won't throw you in that fire furnace. I love what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. They said, oh, king, we got a lot of respect for you. They said, we're slow to answer you in this matter. What they were saying, Sister Linda, was, we have a lot of respect for you. Lots of respect. We know who you are. We know that you're the man in authority. We know that you have the law. We know that if we don't obey it, then we know that we can be tortured and we can be tried and all that you're saying. We know that this can happen to us. But, O King, let it be known that we're not bound down. We're not bound down. We're not bound down to your God. We done made a decision what we're gonna do. I'm not saying anything. I'm not making your decision. You. I'm just telling you there's people in the Word of God that has made stand. Lost person enclose Let me tell you something. You're not a bad person morally, probably. Probably ones I'm talking to. It's just you like I was. I went to church three times a week before I got saved. I mean, I I, I was there. You could count on me it was not happen to me none as far as you know I was a place where it was preached and I could have gave my life to Jesus but I mean I, if I'd have died I couldn't stand before the Lord and so said look here I got all this perfect attendance Bob said many is going to come to me that day and say Lord Lord hadn't I done all these things in your name let me finally read this to you in John chapter 10 in verse 7 see Jesus has been speaking and all that, and, and, and he started out verse 1 about telling them that I'm the door. But they can't get it. He's at verse 7 and he's going to finish it up in verse 9. He's still trying to tell them, look, I'm the door. I'm it. You, you're not going to never have no happiness. You can check the tabloids at Walmart. You can find all the movie stars. You can find all the rich folks in the world. Let me tell you something. If it ever is anybody panicking, you know who's panicking the worst? Rich folk. Oh, they would say, We got the most to lose. Stock market has gone crazy. <laughs> Stock market ain't bothering me because I ain't got nothing in no Stock market. You come close to find a fruit yard dug up in my yard somewhere and you wouldn't. And that's okay if that's what you do. You go ahead. That's okay. He said, Then Jesus said to them, Verity, Verity, Look here, look here, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. I'm the door that lets the sheep in. I'm the door that says you can come. And if you'll just read on, let me me just say this. He said, "And, and, And all who ever come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. He done said to a stranger, they won't follow in verse 5. In verse 9, he said, I am the door, and by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastors. He'll go in and he'll go out. And you know what that word find pastures is? Find pastors is, is when the storms come and you're out there. I'm going to call you back. I'm going to get you back in when turmoil comes, when destruction comes, when, when evil comes on this world, whatever it is. He said, I'm going to call you back in. I'm going to take care of you. And he would go on to tell you that, that a thief cometh, but not to steal and kill and destroy. But I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So as we think about all this going through and we, we think about how we face things in life and we think about even David facing a giant and, and he said, you come to me with a spear and a sword but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He was faced with something so much bigger than he was all through life, not only in this thing that we got but all through in life, life is bigger than we are every day that we go through. Life's bigger than we are. The things that's coming at us is bigger than we are. In verse 11 it said, but I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. But he that is a harling, a hireling, not the shepherd who's own the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming and he leaveth the sheep and fleeth them and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. I know that if we listen to a whole lot, that's a big bad wolf coming our way. I agree that if we didn't have news and didn't have no TVs, I'm understanding more what that Mennonite, the Amish guy told me one time. He said, he said Brother Eddie, he said, I, 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 I ain't got nothing against electricity. But what I get is against what electricity is going to bring in my house. Electricity's got a radio that you're going to plug up that's going to bring bad news in your house. Electricity's got TV that you're going to plug up that's going to look and tell you, you better run for the hills, you better hide, you better dig a hole, you better get in it. Do all you can to protect yourself, this is it. <laughs> oh, man, it ain't it. Wednesday tonight. we said something about John the Baptist. For Christ's sake, they... Cut his head off. Peter, when they went to hang him on the cross, he said, you're not going to hang me the way you did Jesus. Don't you hang me upside down. I think about you today. And I'm not saying that we're any better being here. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you must have had a, must have been in your mind as they start the invitation. It must be in your mind some kind of way Boy, Chad, I need to hear somebody say that. I didn't know if that brown Ford truck going to pull up here today or not. Boy, I need you here to tell me that. Brother, this ain't no different day than no other day. This ain't no different day than any other day. This ain't no different day than when I was riding that 80 and Ford tractor, Brian, I was up on the hood. Those things were so light, they got a disc on the back, and I was riding that tractor as a little boy show to my brother laveda your husband was driving that tractor it was fun to me it was like i was riding a bucking horse or something that tractor before i knew it i fell off that tractor i done landed on that ground that back tire didn't run over me and it stopped between the back tire and the disc the disc is not that far off the ground if you drive it down the highway it, it it'll be scraping the disc just because it's so heavy you know what that same god that when I fell off of that, that same God that's here for me today is that same God, Jen, that was here that day. I got off of exit 47 down there one day and it, and it rained and I'm headed down there to that T, down there like you turn left to go to Stanton. Smoke was coming up off the road. It was one of them roads where you got tar and rock. Y'all know what they are? Man, I got plenty of time. I was probably going over 35. I will admit to that. I put on a break. It was evident it wasn't gonna be on no stopping. I remember putting on it again. I remember putting it on again. It ain't stopping. I mean, it's just like an oil slick. It ain't stopping. I remember the turning the wheels, didn't nothing happen. I went straight head into that bank. I remembered I had a cousin that I was concerned about. I was worried about. I remember telling the Lord, Lord, if it take my life to win him to Jesus. Just take my life. If it would mean anything, I was crying for my cousin, Percy Jr. When I went up on that bank and that truck was just sitting up in that bank, the Lord spoke to me said, Eddie Martin, if I want your life, I am taking it any time I get ready. I don't need you dead. I need you alive. Let me tell you something. If you're a child of the king in here, he saved you so you could be a light. God don't want you dead. God wants you Sometimes in life when this is over, when all this is over, sometimes in life you're going to have tragedies come. Satan's going to talk to you about what you should do for the Lord. I want to remind you something that uh, I think uh, it will always be wrong as one of the greatest tragedies that we ever heard about, and it was in 1999. Twelve people died on that day. It was in Town, Colorado. Two senior boys decided to load some guns. Twelve sets of parents was devastated on that day. They walked into a room and the account shows at least two was asked this question. Do you believe in God? You know what got them? One word. You know what the word was? Yes. Yes. You know what your word's been today? Yes. Whatever you decide to do tomorrow, you decide to do. But I, I want to tell you on the day, you gave the same answer to the world out there. They're going to say, man, you was crazy. I don't know why you're going against the grain. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Well, Doug, they didn't have no answer for one. Brother Benny, they didn't have no answer for you. When you was in that floor, they they didn't have no answer. They didn't have no answer for you laying in that floor. Done lost all that weight. They didn't have no answer. I was with him the first day that he took, took his first treatment. He said, Doctor, what chance can you give me? The same chance the government can give you today, zero. But I tell you what, you ring up Jesus Christ today. What chance? What chance can you give me? Well, I tell you what I'm gonna do. He that liveth and believeth in me believes that like this, you shall never die. Pretty good chance. In my Father's house are many mansions. We're not so. What have told you. And I'm going to prepare your place. And if I go to prepare your place, I'm going to come back and get you. And there, where I am, there you may be also. I tell you what I've got. I've got eternal life for you. That's what I got. If you'll stand to your feet, I just wonder today. As you bow your head, I wonder today. Is there somebody in this house? I strongly feel.